This podcast is a production of Phoenix Media. Explore more episodes of this show and other great shows on the Phoenix Media Podcast Network by visiting phoenixmedia.us. The views expressed do not necessarily represent those of the company or its advertisers and may contain language that's unsuitable for younger listeners. Laugh it up, fuzzball. I'm about to do to you what Limp Bizkit did to music in the late 90s. Surely you can't be serious. I am serious. And don't call me Shirley. Here goes the last DJ. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another brand new episode of the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. It is Tuesday, June 22nd. We are your daily dose of laughs and levity in a crazy, crazy world. I'm joined by my co-host, the Savage One, Mr. Tony Spark. Tony, how you doing today? Hey, doing good, buddy. Well rested and finally sucked it up and bought air conditioning for my, for my town home. So um, it's nice and it's nice and chilly. It's comfortable in here. It's a good feel. So much so um, that you're even wearing a, uh, you know, a hoodie. Yeah, I wore a hoodie because I had a tank top, but got a little chilly. But, uh, you know, for the show, I had to represent Metallica. They announced the... Uh, what is it? The 30th anniversary of the Black Album uh, comes out September 10th. And, you know, I woke up to that news and I was all jazzed. I almost dropped $250 on their big <laughs> ultimate package. And then I realized, wait, you just dropped a lot of money on AC. Maybe you could just represent the uh, hoodie for Metallica today. <laughs> yeah. Regardless, 30th anniversary of the Black Album makes me feel old. It makes me feel old too. My that's probably one of my favorite albums of uh, of all time. It's fantastic. Uh, I know uh, show's not about music, but if you're a Metallica fan, uh, check out the trailer. I did watch a sample of uh, they are releasing a other album, not Metallica, but in honor of the Black Album. It's like four CDs, fifty three artists covering the Black Album. Hey, you get you get Miley Cyrus, what? the the Woo, the Woo. There's all kinds of weird bands, but it has Volbeat uh, covering Holier Than Thou. I think. Oh, very cool. Yeah, this good. It's good snippets. A lot of uh, a lot of trashy versions, but uh, hey, kudos to them. It all goes to charity. There so. you go. Whatever. Whatever. And then uh, you know, well rested. We had a. Uh, Essentially, a un- unplanned three-day weekend. Un- yeah, <laughs> yesterday yeah, I, it, we were screwed. Yesterday, regardless, uh, I overslept, which <laughs> that's not what caused it. Thank God, but uh, it was some travel stuff going on yesterday. Yeah, I had to take Jesse to the airport originally before the show, but then her flight was delayed, so it happened during the show. But luckily enough, Tony was sleeping in, so it didn't matter anyway. Yeah. And uh, I would have missed regardless. (laughs) Exactly. But we are here today with a brand new show, and uh, we'll tell you a little bit about it here in just a second. But before we get to that, let's go ahead and kick things off the way we do each and every day with a question from my co-host, Tony. If you were in an ongoing on-again, off-again relationship, 
What would <laughs> what would you do to test your love? What length would you go to to see if it truly has what it takes to work out? If that's what it takes. Didn't I do that from 2014 to 2016? You did. Again, off again. But on maybe again, you... <laughs> But you didn't uh, go to these lengths. Yeah, what would you no. do? What what single act, you know, would sort of hopefully cement uh, that relationship? Man, so I joined uh yeah, I won't say it, but the you know, I went to I went to church a lot and I'm not a church going dude, but I went to church every week and I tried to be something I wasn't, which I advise everybody, don't be something you're not. But, <laughs> right. you know, like I took up Christianity and I went through all that phase. And, uh, you know, that was the links because the girl that I dated at the time, I, I, I felt was worth it. And it was, uh, in hindsight, wasn't worth that experience. But, you know, <laughs> it is definitely, it was uh, keep going back and back. But, you know, she's a great gal. So I wish her well. All right. But, uh, yeah, that was that was the extreme length. Mr. Middleman <laughs> decided to to uh, <laughs> go to church on the weekly basis. It didn't didn't really pan. It was for the wrong reasons. It was yeah. uh, for a girl, not uh, really to better myself or anything. There you go. Well, all that goes to say that a couple who chained themselves together for three months as a test of their love finally had their clasp cut and immediately broke up. Alexander oh, Cudley, yeah. 33, and Victoria Putstovitova, 29, of Kharkiv. I'm going to put it in your Safova. <laughs> of I like. Kharkiv in the Ukraine spent 123 days together, but admitted their efforts to repair their on-off relationship didn't work. As their chain was finally severed by giant cutters in Kiev, at the Unity Monument, where they lock, uh, where they were locked together. Boy, words are hard today. The pair said they couldn't wait to go their separate ways. I want to live my own independent life and grow as an independent person, said Victoria, who shouted hooray as she was cut free. Wow. I'm finally free, hooray! she added. Screw you, son of a bitch. Sounds like she wanted out more than he did. Yeah. Alexander, who came up with the idea after Victoria said she wanted to break up, thanked their supporters who followed their unusual journey on Instagram. He said, thank you all for supporting us. Look, we are now a, at a distance from each other. We were happy, and we are now happy to have had this experience in our lives. For nearly three months, the couple had no personal space and did everything together, from bathroom breaks to grocery shopping. Unsurprisingly, the pair said the lack of privacy had cost them their relationship and their wedding plans. So, uh, yeah, if you're trying to repair your relationship, locking yourself together for three months, probably not the best way to go. You couldn't even do that with your best friend. You know, you probably would kill each other at some point, or you'd want an insane amount of time away. You oh, know yeah. what I mean? Like, <laughs> like, you know, I love you, bro, but I don't want to be chained to you. I, I don't blame you. Be too much. Like, and that's anybody. It's like, it's simple. This is uh why don't you just go on, do something simple, go on a road trip, uh, go on a vacation for a weekend or a weekend. Yeah. And, You'll kind of get a gist if, if you can handle being around each other for a lengthy amount of time. That's why it's always good to also live with each other first before you pursue marriage and stuff. You know, there's a lot of the crazies that are like, all right, we're not going to have sex. We're not going to live together and stuff. And you start adding all those dynamics in, man, and that changes the flow of things. So it is good to, you know, at the very least, vacation, live together. 
you'll get a you'll get a sense, man. Exactly. There's more more to life than just farting in front of your partner and stuff, you know, and pooping and all that <laughs> stuff. There's those are levels and layers, but there's you gotta you gotta understand, dude. You, you might go nuts. And I'm glad I did with that one girl because, man, I tell you, that trip in Seattle, what a nightmare. <laughs> well, it sounds like in this case it was probably more of a publicity stunt than anything else. But uh, I would never agree that to any amount of money or anybody. Nope. Well, folks, it is Tuesday. We've got a wonderful show lined up for you today. Let's talk about today's show, shall we? It's Taco Tuesday. Now, today's show will be the only live show of the week, so we're doing things a little bit different today. Uh, as we do on Tuesdays, we've got Animal Tales sponsored by RoughRiders.org. Now, we're going to be incorporating our Thursday segment of Florida Man. And instead of this day in history, rounding out the show, we're actually going to be capping things off with good news, everyone. So, folks, do not go anywhere. We will be right back. subscription box, yeah, full of exclusive loot, on surprises delivered to your door every month. Just pick up your favorite geeky genre, daddy. <laughs> From the original Loot Crate, the Loot Crate DX collectible boxes, dude. Cowabunga! To the Loot Gaming video game box. Woohoo! Yeehoo! Wowzers! With crates starting as low as $11.99 per month, those are backs just about for all collectors. To get your geek on, head over to phoenixmedia.us forward slash loot crate and claim your exclusive offer. That's F-E-N-I-X media.us forward slash loot crate. Great Scott! Snap into a loot crate, it. Get everything you need for the Christian Phoenix Radio Show over at phoenixmedia.us or on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash phoenixmediaradio. Now back to the show. And we are back, folks. This is the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. We've got a thing we talk about each episode. It is the Phoenix Line, our 24-hour day, seven-day-a-week voicemail line, giving you guys, the listeners and watchers, an opportunity to chime in on anything whatsoever. Maybe you change yourself literally to your significant other for three months. We want to hear about it. Give us a call at 855-PHOENIX-RADIO. That's 855-F-E-N-I-X-R-D-O or 855-336-4973. All we ask is that you keep it entertaining. We'll compile those together, put them out in a future show. Now, it is the second, uh, not the second segment, but it is Tuesday. And as we do on Tuesdays, we like to explore animal tales sponsored by roughriders.org. Now, Rough Riders is a local 501c3 nonprofit dedicated to the transport of dogs from the outlying rural shelters where they may not have a chance, bringing them here to the metro northern Nevada Reno area, working with other shelters and uh, rescues to find them homes, give them a second chance at life. If you want more information, head over to roughriders.org, that's R-U-F-F riders.org, or on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash roughridersaves. 
Now with that out of the way, let's go ahead and get into Animal Tales. Dogs and the cats, they take up the middle where the honeybee hums and the cricket fiddles the donkey prays and the bony neighs the old great badger sighs. Listen to the bass, it's the one on the bottom where the bullfrog croaks and the hippopotamus moans and groans with the big to-do and the old cow just goes moo. Do uh, hippopotami uh, moan and groan? Is that the sound they make? Uh, they they might. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know if they actually do or not, <laughs> but they, they very well could. According to the song, they do. In any case, well, let's go ahead. Where they moan and groan, and the old big cow goes moo. <laughs> let's go ahead and get into our first story here in Animal Tales. <laughs> So a little bit older, but uh, too good to pass up. A Wisconsin woman had the shock of her lifetime when she awoke on New Year's Day to find a grown man snuggled up in the dog bed with her 150-pound Borbul, a South African Mastiff. When she awoke on the couch where she dozed off watching New Year's Eve celebrations on TV, the Wisconsin resident Lynn Sarver was startled to find an intruder passed out on the living room floor, snuggled up alongside her dog Benton in his bed. Normally, when somebody walks by or somebody comes in the house, he does a lot of barking, Sarver told ABC affiliate WISN of her 150-pound Mastiff. But for some reason, when this stranger walked in through the front door and laid down in the dog bed, Benton decided to sneak a snuggle with the intruder instead. Sarver and her roommate rushed to the kitchen to grab a knife before calling police. When they arrived, they learned the 24-year-old man, who lives just a couple doors down, had stumbled in after 3 a.m., too drunk to realize he had entered the wrong home. It seemed like he was just inebriated, uh, an inebriated nice young man, and it was an honest mistake, Sarver told WISN. But seeing somebody sleeping with my dog was weird, she added. The inebriated intruder was apologetic and rightfully embarrassed, confessing that he had no recollection of events uh, after about midnight. He later learned that a friend had dropped him off at Sarver's front door, where he simply walked in, passed out on the nearest comfortable spot, right next to Benton. Looking back with a laugh, Sarver says it did inspire one New Year's resolution to lock her doors. (laughs) Could you imagine that? Like, you know, I've got the, the two pities here. Waking up to find somebody snuggled up with the two of them and, uh, you know, just obviously not knowing what to do. Obviously, it was an honest mistake, but in this case, uh, it could have gone a lot worse, I'm sure. Yeah, it could have been bad. Oof, that would have been bad. It would have been, A, creepy, and then, number two, why the hell does your dog not, like, alert you? Like, right. Capitis would not allow that. No, no. No way. <laughs> you get near the window and stuff, you're they're on high alert. You're, there's no... There's no getting into Fort Myers. You know, that just isn't happening. Exactly. Or the the Phoenix Palace. I would say it'd be different if we knew the person. Like, Tony, if you wandered in in the middle of the night and saw the dogs, they'd probably be okay. Yeah. Because they know you. It probably wouldn't wouldn't do much. But, yeah, if you're a stranger, no. Not so much. No. Well, let's move on with our next story here in Animal Tales. So apparently, Llama Drama hit the 400 series highway on Wednesday night. (laughs) Ontario Provincial Police are searching for the owner of a white llama that was found wandering on Highway 400 near King City. Officers responded to the southbound lanes of Highway 400 in the area of King Road around 8 p.m. Are you missing your llama? Please come get him or her and bring your trailer. It appears to be healthy and not hurt, a tweet from the OPP's Highway Safety Division Twitter account read. If you have a horse trailer, we could use your assistance. 
In the footage uh, circulating on social media, a llama can be seen walking on the highway as police circle the animal. And of course, they posted the uh, Twitter post up here on, uh, you know, the thing as well. Boy, words are just escaping me today. We will post That's it. That's okay. Since we don't have words are hard tomorrow, it's we're fitting it all in today. It's like a big overloaded sandwich. It know? really so it's, is. It's in there. <laughs> but needless to say, if you are a uh, Toronto, Ontario resident and you're missing your white llama, chances are we know where it is. <laughs> I just can't go there. There was just... I can't do this because I get probably in trouble, but there's, there's somebody I used to work with that got sent away for making a comment about something with a llama. I'll tell you off air. Okay. I'm, I'm curious. Okay. I, can't really, I can't really say it because there are people I work with that watch the show. They, they'll get it. All right. <laughs> yeah. I'm looking it's, forward uh, to that. All I can picture is that person. And when you say OPP, then I just say, yeah, you know me. Exactly. So. Well, you just your brain is just built to do that now. Yep. Let's keep rolling on with Animal Tales. All right. So one southern rock hopper penguin at the St. Louis Zoo has an rock extra hopper? A rock hopper. Uh, I like turtles. Has an extra spring in its step this day these days. Enrique, whom zookeepers estimate to be around 30 years old, was recently fitted with a pair of custom cushioned shoes to help him with his arth- arthritis pain. An eagle-eyed zoo-goer noticed the shoes last week and shared a photo and exchange with a zookeeper on Facebook. According to the dispatch post, Enrique, who came to the zoo in 2016 and has gone far past the median life expectancy of 10 years in the wild, developed calluses on his feet and creams and sprays his caretakers were applying washed off any time he got wet. We started thinking outside the box, zoo veterinarian Dr. Jimmy Johnson told the Post dispatch, and that's where the boots came in, not the football coach. Zoo no, staff. That's what he. That's what he did after his football career. Huh? <laughs> Calluses for rock hopping penguins. Exactly. Zoo right on. Zoo, cool. zoo staff worked with the New Jersey company Therapon, known for its dog boots, to fit Enrique with his own fancy footwear. He wears the boots black, so they uh, are somewhat camouflaged. While in his habitat during the day, and caretakers remove them at night before he sleeps. He's a pretty easygoing bird, said Johnson. We put the shoes on him and set on set him on the ground to see what would happen. Initially, he took some big steps, and then he took off. Though he was starting to slow down as his calluses worsened, the Post-Dispatch reports, he's moving around more these days and no longer requires medication for his feet. He's swimming more than he used to. He's climbing higher on the rocks than he used to, said Johnson. I guess he didn't mind. So, uh, yeah, uh, elderly penguin got some uh, new shoes and uh, is loving life. It's like orthopedics for a pen- penguin. Rock Hopper! The Rock Hopper penguin named Enrique gets new shoes from former NFL coach Jimmy Johnson. He's a <laughs> dancing happy penguin. He rocks out and he likes to rock out to Darkin because he's rocking with Darkin and his name's it could also be the race car driver, Jimmy Johnson, as well. So uh, you never know. It could be. Yeah. Jimmy uh, Johnson. And let's finally move on to our last story here in Animal Tales. A Connecticut aquarium plans to auction off the chance to name three of its five recently arrived beluga whales to raise money for their care and to offset the cost of transporting them from Canada. President and CEO Stephen Cohn said the Sea Research Foundation has teamed up with the New York-based auction house Guernsey's to hold a fundraising auction on August 19th at the Mystic Aquarium, which it operates. 
The three whales will get what we refer to as stage names, and they would be referred to by those names going forward, he said. We've named other animals in the past, and people get very excited about the opportunity. It really makes the animals part of the community, and the community feels they are part of the experience of welcoming the new animals. The aquarium hopes to raise $4 million at the auction, which will also include donated art, perhaps a boat or vintage car, and some unique experiences, such as educational dive trips with scientists to places such as the undersea Northeast Canyons and Seamounts Marine National Monument in the Atlantic Ocean, Cohn said. And, uh, you know, anytime you give the public a chance to name anything, I have a feeling one of these whales will be named uh, Whaley Whaley Face. I like it. This is Whaley McWhaley Face, Arenado, and Blackman. Whaley <laughs> McWhaley Face is quite the handsome little whale. Exactly. Well, folks, that does it for Animal Tales. When we come back, it's not Thursday, but we're going to run down some Florida man. So don't go anywhere. Yeah. Right back. Get everything you need for the Christian Phoenix Radio Show over at phoenixmedia.us or on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash phoenixmediaradio. Now back to the show. And we are back, folks. This is the Christian Phoenix Radio Show, and we are all over social media with many of you watching us as we speak on Facebook Live or YouTube Live. Now, if you do want to enjoy us from the comfort of your own home or on the go, download the NGBN.TV app on your smart TV or mobile device. From there, find the Phoenix Media channel. You can get this great show and other great shows on Phoenix Media. Well worth checking out. Now, if you want to get a hold of me on social, I'm available at Facebook.com forward slash Christian Phoenix Radio. That's Christian with a K, Phoenix with an F, Radio, of course, with an R. Or on Instagram and Twitter at Phoenix Media Radio. Tony's available at facebook.com forward slash Tony Spark. That's S-P-A-R-K 81. Or on Instagram at Tony.SanFilippo81. Now, it is not Thursday, but uh, as I mentioned at the top of the show, since this is our only live show of the week, we're doing sort of a live best of the week segments. And so uh, Tony's here to take us through Florida Man. Are you here with us? The male action? Pitching a tent. Sporting wood, bicycles formed, marches on. Jonathan, stiff, stiffy, Mr. Mortis. Rigor Mortis is set in. Flesh rocket, uh, Jack's magic beanstalk, tall Tommy, mushroom on a stick, Mr. Mushroom head, purple headed yogurt slinger, and uh, Pedro. Pedro? And I forgot to mention before I played the clip, the reason we play that clip is because. Pedro! Florida is America's penis, so... Uh, yeah, that, was, that is a good one. It's a lengthy little intro, but it's a fun intro. Always fun to listen blues. to. Exactly. Great movie. <laughs> uh, we're going uh, to start out in Bryan County, Florida, where an officer was sent to a local dentist's office um, because a patient came in for a dental checkup and was asked to pay her existing overdue balance before the dentist would see her. A dentist's office staff member said the patient began arguing over or arguing with other staff members, then started using profane language and began yelling at the other patients while telling them the dentist's office was a scam. The staff member said the woman was uh, retrieved 
uh, retrieved her debit card and threw it at her, striking her in the shirt below the neck. Um, staff member said she was not injured. Well, the staff member said she was calling the cops. The patient and her husband left. Staff members just wanted to document the inter- the <laughs> the incident and were told to call back if the patient returned. So, where'd it go, off, you know, person. Hey, pay this. <laughs> so you're yeah, you're telling me. You're telling me, Tony, you have to pay for services that you get? That's crazy. Not in Florida, you don't. It's just, come on, fix my teeth, man. Fix, right. Make them sexy white. Should be free, okay? right? Make them like Juan Pablo's, dang it. Uh, we're going to Daytona Beach. No big deal. Well, we have another fun one where a Florida man has been accused of spraying his neighbors with roach spray and attempting to use nunchucks on them, hitting himself in the head instead. Over a loud music complaint, Larry Larry Adams of Daytona Beach is charged with aggravated assault with a deadly weapon and aggravated battery with a deadly weapon. A uh, An affidavit filed by Daytona Beach, uh, Beach police officer states that the officer was called to a disturbance around 1.15 a.m. Monday um, at the Adams apartment building where he spoke to five alleged victims, all women. According to their statements, two of the women were sitting in a car listening to music to celebrate one victim's 18th birthday. Two of the other women who are related stepped out of their apartment and asked the women in the car to turn the music down. The fifth woman was in a nearby parking lot. As the woman talked, Adams came out of his apartment and became verbally combative with the women. The victim stood their ground as the defendant cursed and made various threats, one time threatening to air it out. The woman took the slang as a threat and that he would shoot them with a firearm. An argument continued. Adams pulled out a can of roach spray and sprayed the woman in the faces and their bodies with pesticide. Adams then threatened the women with a set of nunchucks. The woman believed after being sprayed with bug spray, uh, they ran for cover. Adams used martial arts weapon to strike the vehicle where the woman had been listening to music. When the nunchucks came out and struck the defendant in the forehead, the defendants then threw the nunchucks at the car. Whoops. This story is just crazy because it's like this little African-American guy and he's like holding nunchucks. And... <laughs> Has the planet gone Oh, mad? man. Oh. Anyways, the girls, you know, the girls were not hurt. Um, it goes on just to just get crazier. Uh, it's a it's a pretty lengthy story. I was going to say, how does it get crazier than roach spray and nunchucks? Yeah, it just goes nuts because then there was two small kids in the car. So they had to witness this guy uh, chasing him with nunchucks, swirling him around. He was arrested, and uh, he's somewhere in Daytona Beach. But uh, just nutty. Nutty, I tell you. <laughs> See if this one can top that as we go to Brevard County, Florida, a place I am uh, looking at. A Florida man was arrested and charged after the Palm Bay Police Department said he stole pool floats for sex instead of raping women. Oops, okay, earmuffs, kids. Uh, <laughs> authorities stopped Christopher Monin on his bike around 1.25 a.m. Oh, he's a winner. He's, he's uh, quite the handsome fellow, let me tell you. Uh, according to officials, in the past seven months, the city of Palm Bay has been plagued with burglaries in which the suspect cuts the screen and enters the victim's back pool area, stealing only pool floats. 
There have been 13 reports made at this time. Victims say that they had been robbed several times by Monin, but only reported the burglary after the second or third time it happened. Monin spoke with authorities and said that he went into the backyard pool area because he was able to see the floats from the road. He added that he had stolen several pool floats from multiple locations and would occasionally have cut the screen to get inside. Monin drove officers to the vacant house where he keeps the pool where he keeps his pool floats. Officers say there were approximately 75 floaties inside, including one that the victims described. Monin told authorities that he sexually gratifies himself with the pool floats instead of raping women. The victims in this case choose to chose to pursue charges and stated that she had been burglary two to three times from this gentleman. Ain't a gentleman, I'll tell you that. She told the officers that her screen was cut in order to open the lock she had secured the night before. Monin is charged with occupying burglary, petty theft, and criminal mischief. His bond was set at $500. This guy, okay, big curly hair, tiny face like from Beetlejuice, you know, like the shrunken face, Uh with a mustache, and he just... (laughs) Yeah, and he looks like he's whacked out on meth, but well, come on. I mean, a better better with the pool floaties than with actually women, actual women. But uh, I was yeah. able to find a, a surveillance clip of him uh, stealing a inflatable turtle. Oh, I like turtles. I don't have my soundboard brought up because of the <laughs> articles, but uh. Oh, geez, Louise. Uh, this Florida man, okay, another winner. Definitely looks like meth's involved with this guy as well. But uh, at, at, a, at a McDonald's in Florida, people enjoy their Big Macs. Well, a 62-year-old man removed his clothes and performed a strange dance before apparently trying to have relations with a railing. <laughs> Investigators say that John Morgan was arrested Sunday after his impromptu 7.30 p.m. performance at Collier County. Uh, McDonald's charged with trespassing. The homeless Morgan was booked into the county jail a misdemeanor. He's scheduled for arraignment on July 3rd. Sheriff's deputies were dispatched to the McDonald's due to a report of a male taking his clothes off and doing a strange dance. <laughs> Why am I picturing Jay from uh, Clerks 2? <laughs> At the movies? The d- yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And this guy went full blown. Anyways, he was trying to have relations with the railing, and <laughs> I can't stop laughing because there's just so many like links right under it, and it's like pool float freak, fence freak. <laughs> I'm assuming the pool float freak was the guy we just covered. Lots but, uh, of freaks, yeah. Oh uh, yeah, but that was it. He was just arrested. He's he was trespassing. That's what he was charged with. So you're so um, dumb. You are really dumb. For real. Gives whole new meaning to uh, the term McDonald's play place. Yeah, exactly. Oh, my God. You can definitely tell what the problem is with Florida, man. It's meth. It, it, yeah. Their faces are all sunk in. So mm. It's nuts. This one, no picture other than it's a brief story, which is good. Um, a Florida man is in jail after law authority said he threw a samurai sword at deputies. Uh, again, in Brevard County. 
Uh, the sheriff's deputies responded to a 911 call Wednesday from a woman who said her son was threatening her with a pair of swords. Florida Today reports when deputies arrived, they found 24-year-old Jeffrey Crane holding the samurai swords. He refused to put them down. Investigators say Crane threw one of the swords at the deputies. A stun gun was used to subdue Crane, who had a blood alcohol content of 0.36. The legal limit to drive is 0.08. Crane faces several charges, including domestic abuse and aggravated assault on law enforcement. He's still being held in Brevard County Jail on Saturday. Jail records won't say if he has a lawyer. <laughs> Again, rethinking this Brevard County thing, man. Just stupid is, bit. stupid does, sir. Boy, you pair uh, him with the guy with the nunchucks, and they're two people away from teenage meth head ninja Floridians. I like that. That is a great, that's the soundbite of the day right there. <laughs> uh, let's go. We have one, one more. more time. Let's, let's, why not? Let's make it a naked woman. Naked woman was nabbed last month after terrorizing customers at an Aldi grocery, and she's in more trouble trouble following an altercation in jail. Mandy Michelle West, 29, was logged was lodged at the Sumter County Detention Center since her arrest in May when she was completely naked and climbed into a car with an autistic 17-year-old whose mother had stepped into the Aldi grocery store at US 301 and County Road 466 in Oxford. Uh, West attempted drove the car out of the parking lot, but was stopped by the teen's mother who climbed into the car and sat on West. Okay. <laughs> Preventing her from putting the car into gear, according to a, an arrest report. West, who was already facing charges of battery and assault in connection with the Aldi incident, was charged with digging her nails into the arm of a guard at the jail. West has been ordered on on July 3rd to re, or was ordered on June 3rd to return to her cell. She disregarded the order, began to walk away from the deputy. A second deputy intervened and attempted to guide West into her cell. She threw a cup of water on him, broke the skin of the arm with her fingernails and spit at him. She's facing new set of charges of battery on a law enforcement official resisting law enforcement official. Man, Mandy, you are making great life choices, young lady. Great life choices way to go a-hole <laughs> and that is florida man ending on florida woman nunchucks samurai swords pool floaties and mcdonald's naked people this, Crazy. this florida man Crazy. had it all well folks uh, we are headed into the final segment of the show and we're not doing this day in history in fact we are doing good news everyone so don't go anywhere we'll be right back Get everything you need for the Christian Phoenix Radio Show over at phoenixmedia.us or on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash phoenixmediaradio. Now back to the show. We are back, folks, to the fourth and final segment of this episode of the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. Now, if you missed a portion of the show or you want to go back and catch up on any of the previous shows, it's easy enough to do so. Head over to phoenixmedia.us, click on the show's link, scroll on down to the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. From there, you can get video, you can get audio as well, or head over to wherever you get podcasts. Apple, Google, Stitcher, Spotify, Anchor Breaker, TuneIn, iHeart, Doozer, Dozer, Geezer, Gozer. Are you a god? Oh, angsty Darth Vader. Yeah. 
old Dorothy today, man. I did not really have one planned. How about so. you? Yeah, that's okay. While you're there, be sure to subscribe. That way you always have the latest episode. Leave a review. Let us know what you think and tell your friends. Because why, Tony? Sharing is caring. Like, subscribe, follow, share us. Love us, like us. Send up smoke signals, Morse code, whatever it takes. Yes. Just uh, pass us along to those you know and love. Well, folks. That's right. At this point of the show, we normally drop a little knowledge on you, hopefully make you laugh at the same time with this day in history. However, with this being sort of a live best of, we're actually going to round things out with a segment that we do on Fridays, where we like to turn the tables a little bit on bad news, divisiveness, hate, with a segment I like to call... Good news, everyone. So kicking things off, for years, this 26-year-old had been dreaming of finding his own precious gems to create a special engagement ring for his future spouse, something to be one of a kind. After a co-worker told him that he could actually mine for diamonds in a state park in Arkansas, he hatched a plan to go on a cross-country road trip to Crater of Diamonds State Park. Christian Leiden even made some mining tools to take on the trip and watched many YouTube videos on how to find gemstones in the park, and he did everything in secret so his girlfriend wouldn't find out. Accompanied by a longtime buddy, he left Polsbo, Washington on May 1st. Along the way, they tested their equipment at a Montana sapphire mine before arriving at the Arkansas Diamond site six days later. On his third day of full-time mining the 37-acre diamond search zone at Crater of Diamonds, Leiden was wet sifting when he spotted it. He immediately knew it was the prize that he had traveled more than 2,000 miles for, the gemstone to adorn the engagement ring he would present to his girlfriend Desiree after two years of dating. I saw it shining as soon as I turned the screen over and immediately knew it was a diamond. I was shaking so bad, I asked my buddy to grab it out of the gravel for me. Leiden placed the gem in a plastic bag and carried it to the park's Diamond Discovery Center, where staff confirmed he had found a large yellow diamond. Weighing 2.2 carats, Leiden's diamond is the largest found at the park since last October, when a visitor from Fayetteville discovered a 4.49-carat yellow diamond. According to Assistant Superintendent Drew Edmonds, Mr. Leiden's diamond is light yellow with a triangular shape and a sparkling metallic luster. Like most diamonds from the park, it contains a few inclusions, making it one of a kind. As beautiful as this diamond is, I think the best part is the story behind it, Edmonds continues. Since the eighth grade, Mr. Leiden has dreamed of creating a special ring for his future wife with stones and gold he mined himself, and now he can make that dream come true. Leiden told the staff he had already successfully mined enough gold to have a sufficient amount for the ring band, and now his quest was complete. I was just hoping to find a couple smaller stones and had planned to buy a center stone later, but that won't be needed now. Leiden plans to mine for opals in Nevada before returning home and wants to design an engagement ring alongside his bride-to-be using all the gemstones collected from his cross-country mining quest. Finders of large crater diamonds often choose the names of their gems, Leiden named his the Washington Sunshine because it's got a nice light yellow color, just like sunlight in Washington. Edmonds says an average of one to two diamonds are found by park visitors every day. In total, over 75,000 diamonds have been unearthed at the Crater of Diamonds since the first precious stones were discovered in 1906 by John Huddleston, a farmer who owned the land long before it became an Arkansas State Park in 72. Last year, before the second wave of the coronavirus pandemic hit, the second largest brown diamond ever found at the Arkansas Park was uncovered, weighing in at over nine carats. 
Admission to the park's diamond search area is currently limited to 1,500 tickets per day, and many are sold online at craterofthediamondstatepark.com. So, uh, yeah, talk about a uh, DIY-type guy who went out, got all of the materials he needs to make a beautiful engagement ring for his bride-to-be. That certainly makes that my... Good news, everyone! All right, mine is going to be uh, about a little guy. The world loves it when the little guy pitted against enormous obstacles, beats the odds, and comes back to win. So you might say Richard Scott William Hutchinson, who celebrated his first birthday on June 5th, is the ultimate small but mighty contender. When Richard's mom, Beth, went into premature labor, he wasn't due for another 131 days. He weighed in just at 11.9 ounces and measured 10.2 inches in length at the time of his birth. Richard's uh, age clocked in at a scant 21 weeks and two days. After the tiny infant was sent for care in the neonatal intensive care unit at Children's Minnesota Hospital in Minneapolis, his parents were told he had 0% chance of survival. But Richard set out to prove the doctors wrong. That's exactly what he did. The icing on this miracle baby's first birthday cake, having Guinness World Records officially declare him the most premature baby to survive. But the road to Richard's landmark landmark birthday wasn't an easy one. Constraints of the coronavirus pandemic prevented his parents from staying at the hospital with him. So each day, Beth's, Beth and Richard's dad, Rick, made the commute back and forth from the family's home in St. Croix, County, Wisconsin, to Minneapolis to visit the newborn son. We made sure we were there to give him support, Rick told Guinness World Records. I think he helped him get through this because he knew he could count on us. Rick and Beth fought for Richard day after day and never stopped advocating for their baby through it all. Um, their strength and ability to stay positive and hopeful even during the most stressful and difficult times was inspiring. Uh, Neonatalist Oh, gosh. Neonatologist Dr. Stacy Kern told GWR. Words are hard, right? We got to say that. Uh, six months later, Richard was finally ready to go home. I couldn't believe this was the same little boy that was once so sick that I feared he might not survive. The same little boy that once fit in the palm of my hand with skin so transluent, uh, that I could see every rib and vessel in his tiny body. I couldn't help but squeeze him and tell him how proud of him I was. But it is amazing to see how tiny he was uh, to where he is now. So uh, happy birthday. I'm glad he survived. That's awesome. That's amazing. Uh, you know, it's by comparison. So he was 11 ounces when he was born. My son Reese was nearly 11 pounds heavier than this child who, you know, as you mentioned, had translucent skin. Uh, it's crazy what doctors and medicine can do nowadays. And the fact that he's celebrating a one-year birthday at this point is absolutely amazing. It is. I love, I love stories of preemies making it. Um, my niece, Annabella, was a preemie. She's obviously still around kicking and just an uh, awesome little kid. And, you know, I... I hope this uh, little boy has such a wonderful life. I mean, what a great story. And, you know, just to see how tiny he was, it just, it's amazing. So Absolutely. awesome, awesome news there. Certainly qualifies as good news, everyone. Well, folks, with about a minute and a half left, you know, I, I had a backup story uh, just in case we finished a little early, but that's a little too 
little time left on the clock. So, you know, what? we're going to do something we do 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 every day. Talk doo-doo. about yeah, we do on the do do today's holidays. Where we talk about the things that we like to celebrate. Not many of them, but uh, some good ones. It is National Chocolate Eclair Day. Mm, sounds you, good to yeah, me. If you like that. Here's one you can appreciate, Tony. It's National HVAC Tech Day. Now that you've got some fresh AC going on there. Heck yeah, baby. It is National <laughs> Onion Rings Day. All right. Sounds Ooh, good to not me. Bad. It is Stupid Guy Thing Day. Whatever that yeah, means. Yeah, it's kind of every day. Yeah, yeah. you know do stupid stuff everything we do and nothing we do is stupid and then finally <laughs> it is world rainforest day which is again should be pretty much every day right yeah yesterday was cooler it was national skateboarding day national selfie day and uh it was world music day yesterday there you go so celebrating yesterday's today just for fun that was all because of snapchat filters <laughs> well folks that does it not only for this show today but uh for the rest of the week we will be running best ofs and then be back with another live show the following tuesday enjoy your week everybody see ya